Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 50. I can't even believe we're at 50 episodes. I am so grateful for you being a regular listener, or if you're a new listener, welcome. I so appreciate you all. Today, you're in for such a treat. I can't even begin to tell you. Today's interview is with a podcast listener and runner friend. Andrea has been a member of my Facebook group, Train for a Half Marathon, for about a year now. I've always been drawn to her posts because in her posts, I can feel her connection with herself as a runner. And she gracefully shares the hard stuff, her wins, and her reflections, which is so good. Andrea has a great backstory that maybe some of you can relate to. As a lot of runners, she came into running in order to better her health, but it's quickly morphed into something much bigger, I would say, and much more impactful. And I mean that in the best of ways. Of course, it's very important to better our health. But I feel her whole journey has kind of eclipsed that whole thing. She describes finding the joy. And you'll hear how she embodies her runner's identity now at a whole different level because of this shift. Now, if you find yourself where Andrea was when she started, I hope you'll see her story as inspiration for what's possible for you. As she points out, one of the biggest shifts for her to get to where she is now has been to feed her mind right. And I love that so much because that's what this podcast is all about, right? So I hope you enjoy the interview runner friend. Before I play the interview, I just want to take a minute to let you know that my runner's mind is opening up again for coaching soon. If you've been looking for a small community of like-minded women who seek to love their runs and deepen their connection with themselves, you might want to come check us out. Join the whitelist so you can get notified of the next coaching spots to open up. All right, on to the interview. All right, everybody, welcome to My Runner's Mind. I am here with Andrea LaChapelle from my running group on Facebook, Train for a Half Marathon. This is our second take. So did I pronounce it correctly this time, Andrea? It sounds beautiful when you say it. It's Andrea, but it sounds beautiful. I'm trying here. (laughs) Okay, well, tell everybody a little bit about you. (laughs) Yes. So as you heard, my name is Andrea LaChapelle. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. My spouse, his name is Daniel. We've been together almost 15 years only married for two. My daughter, 
and our daughter, Annabelle is almost 14. And, you know, outside of running, I work for an amazing company, Progressive Insurance. Um, I work for our leadership team. So when I'm not running or when I'm not doing things with family, that is where I'm at. Yeah. It's very cool. And so are you from Colorado originally? I'm not, I'm from new England. So born and raised in New Hampshire and gosh, Colorado, I came out here when I was 20 and it just captured my heart and soul. And I haven't looked back. So I've, I've been in Colorado almost 18 years now and, and just love it. There's something about the wide open spaces out here. I'm in Wyoming myself, so I can relate. So tell us a little bit about your running career. I know you said that you haven't actually been a runner for very long, which that's the same as me, but I'm curious, tell, tell everybody a little bit about how long you've been running for and what got you started. Yes. Running certainly captures your heart too. And I will say I was never a runner in high school. I was not that track athlete star. I started running in 2017 just to improve my overall health and also lose weight. That was also part of it too. My husband is a runner. So I thought, Hey, why not try? Let me see what I can do here. At that time, I was also a smoker. So that was, you know, part of my health journey was hopefully to eventually quit smoking. So I started just back in 2017, just doing walk run method and Mm -hmm hopping on a treadmill, hopping outside, just trying to run. And I still remember the first time I ran a first, a full mile, I was floored, just so ecstatic and, and how great that felt. So when I think back to that, that's also the first start of my running goals. That was my journey. And in January of 2018, not new year's Eve, but I did quit smoking January of 2018 And I thought if I can run, I can quit smoking. I can do this. So it was a great start to a great journey with a lot of goals and progression along the way. Yeah. Wow. I did not know about this background. This is super inspiring. Did you have any fails along the way, you know, kind of, you know, started up and then regressed and then started up and then regressed or was it kind of like, I found my thing and I'm all in. Oh, yes. When I started back in 2017, all the way through 2020, early 2020, I was running maybe one to four miles. So I was not a long distance runner at that time. And the journey I was on was more of just keeping up with my overall health. And I'd lost some weight. So I was feeling really good about myself, just feeling that boost of serotonin when I would run. And that was about it. It was just more about the health journey, not about the long distances that I run now. And there was certainly struggle along the way. It was not this commitment that I have to running now. It started out small where I just wanted to see how far I could go. And then when I could go a little bit further, I would push the envelope a little bit more. So that's certainly inspiring. And I'm sure a lot of people will find that super inspiring for them all. So, I mean, not only did you do it as a health and lose weight journey, but also quitting smoking on top of it. It's impressive. Good for you. I'm curious, and I wasn't actually prepared to ask this question, but I want to ask you, how did running feel back then? 
because I have a whole different take. I mean, my impression of you now from when I see you in the group, and obviously you've been in the group maybe only a year or a year and a half. So I, I don't have that backstory in the group of you. Yeah. And, and that's not the person I see the backstory, right? It's a whole different runner. Yes. And so I'm curious, how did running feel for you back then when you were trying to use it to lose weight, for instance? Much more challenging, much more challenging. The, the mindset I had when I would run back then is, okay, I need to co- get into the gym three to five days a week, and I need to spend at least 30 minutes on the treadmill. So before I do any weight training or any strength training or core, this has to be part of it. So I can maintain my weight that I've lost so I can keep up. It wasn't a drive from my heart. It was more of me saying, okay, I've come this far. Don't fall back into old ways and, and mm-hmm. live that sedentary life. So it was much harder of a journey back then and not the enjoyment that I have now and the passion. Right. And I can so relate to what you're describing and and even the words you're using, I need to, right. That never Mm -hmm. drums up any excitement in us. (laughs) Me (laughs) to do something. It makes total sense what you're saying. You're like, listen, if I want to make some changes here, this is what I am going to do or have to do. I get that. But I just appreciate your awareness around the fact that it, it felt challenging because of that mm-hmm. also, right? Where did the shift happen then? We're totally off script now, just so yeah. you guys know, but <laughs> she's hey. a good sport, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So 2020, when COVID happened, COVID hit, the gyms closed. And here I am thinking about this health journey and this journey I've been on to be better and be healthier. And now I don't have a gym to go to. And I panicked and I I was just going to say, did you feel panicky (sighs) and fear and see yourself actually going regressing, going back to how life used to be. And there was so much talk about like the COVID 15 and folks just sitting at home, (laughs) eating, eating junk food and gaining weight. And I just had this fear. And so you know, that's what got me outside though. That's what got me running longer distances. So that was the change for me when I said, okay, I'm going to do this three mile loop in my neighborhood and just get good at that three mile loop. And then before you know it, I'm saying, okay, how can I get to four? What if I run over this hill and turn around and come back, then I'll get to six. So I started seeing more in the running journey than I had ever had before. It wasn't just about losing weight and staying healthy. It was about challenging myself and pushing that envelope just a little bit more to say, what else can I do? You know, COVID shut our, shut Colorado Springs down for a while. And this was my escape running. This was my way of saying, this is my quiet time. This is my meditation and my way to escape what's, what's happening in this world. That was That was really the start of where things changed. I also want to add into that, that I attended resilience, resilience workshop, and it was an eight week workshop on breath work, mantras, and just mindfulness. And I attended that with my work. So it was a part of a a series of training that we offered. And that just opened up my mind to how much I have in my control. Yes. Dependent on what I focus on. And that was a big shift for me too. 
That's so good. I love that so much because that ties in so well with everything I believe in also. And I think actually that's such a good segue into how you and I actually ended up connecting, I think, on social media because it was in in one of the running groups and you became part of a mindfulness, I think I called it a mindfulness challenge for runners that I hosted Mm -hmm. last summer for a week. And you were already, and I could tell that, and that makes total sense now that you're talking about that workshop, you're already pretty well versed in mindful running I think at that point or at least it was top of mind for you were using some of the concepts with you know the positive mantras and the tuning into the moment that you're in rather than you know tuning out and maybe only listening to music or audiobooks but not being present Mm -hmm. in the run so yeah Yes, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that workshop. And that was, I think I had just finished the resilient series at work. And I was just really fascinated by this. It wasn't something I had done in the past where I'd focused this type of energy into my runs or into my life. Mm -hmm. And I saw what how it was shifting the way I handled my work. And in my personal life. So I thought, how could this change the way I run? You know, this is my hobby. This is what I enjoy doing, but how can I get more out of it and, and really invest my heart into it and, and be intentional? Yeah. yeah. So are you doing that now? Yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah. Cause I'm getting that impression from all your posts. <laughs> This has been this, this training plan that I'm on has been one where I have intentionally placed focus on my thoughts and saying, okay, what is going to serve me? Well, what serves me in this run when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling a little tired or my legs feel heavy, what's going to serve me. And that has changed my running. So I've been sharing a lot of that of reflecting back after the run, what thoughts came to me? What was I when I had those negative thoughts, which today on my run, they started to fill my thoughts of I'm running too slow or my legs are feeling tired and I have a long way to go. What's going to serve me in this moment? Because this is not the time for that. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's so good. And let's just back it up one step. So the listeners know what you're training for. I know, but let everybody know what you're <laughs> training for right now. Yes. This is my second marathon and full marathon. Tra- yes. Second full marathon. It's the COVID or sorry, not the COVID, the Colfax marathon here in Denver It is the right. only Denver marathon. I did not know oh, really? that. Yeah. So that's the only marathon that they host, which is the Colfax marathon. It's uh, a race weekend and uh, it's all through all of the cool sites in Denver. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Nice. But that is what I'm training for right now is Colfax. And that's in your, but three weeks out, four weeks out. Yes. Five, okay. Yeah. 29 days, 29 <laughs> days at the time of recording. Very cool. So tell us again, a little more the difference between, you know, cause you ran a, a full last summer, I think, right. Your first full is that in sure. August or I ran my first full in October of 2021 prior to that. So I started my long distance running journey in COVID times. So 2020, Mm -hmm. so my first half was September of 2020 goodness was that, you know, there was no spectators. There was no race. 
hoopla was it just a virtual yeah so we were supposed to have an in-person race with all the excitement and it was in colorado springs and due to covid we weren't able to have an actual race so it was virtual and that was a that was a huge accomplishment but also a very big challenge i'd never run a distance like that in in ever in my life so that was probably my my biggest training plan and then i ran my second half in june of 2021 Okay. And then your first full in October of 2021. Mm-hmm. And so what you're experiencing now is that you're approaching or your mindset going into this training for this for, for this full that's coming up in May has, has changed dramatically yes. or, or when I think back to my first half, I was following a Hal Higdon plan, you know, the mm-hmm. I had the paper and all of sure. my dates filled in of, of when I needed to make these runs happen. And at that time I was not into the, as the mindfulness and really the spirit of what I've learned in the last say year about running and that race. So after I completed that race, goodness, was I just tired. I had the running, the running blues. When you hear about that sadness you have after a race, I had that after my first race and I don't think I ran for about five weeks. Oh, I really? Couldn't oh. bring myself to run. It was, um, it was a, a kind of a sad time until I started focusing on my thoughts, my mindfulness and attended the resilience series workshop and then found your group, which was amazing. The train for half marathon group and the podcast, which mm. really changed how I focused on my running to lead into my next races. So, yeah. yeah. So elaborate a little more on that. What would you say you're doing now that's different? So visualization helps before I race. Mm -hmm. I spend Mm -hmm. at least five to 10 minutes before or not before I race, but before I do a training run, just thinking about the race and thinking about how I feel during that run. So Mm -hmm. how am I going to feel at mile 10? How am I going to feel at mile 15? And that really helps put my mindset in the right spot of not thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to be running for the next two and a half hours. That could be dreadful. Instead, how I want to feel. So I put those feelers out there, um, really focusing on recovery as well. Nutrition Mm -hmm. has been a big part of this training plan as well of fueling my body properly and not having a goal of trying to lose weight while I'm training. My goal is to feel good when I finish along with the mantras. So finding a mantra that's going to stick with me for that race, something I can say and repeat and have it bring good thoughts to me, have it make me feel feel strong, feel good. And just keeping those thoughts positive. Don't let, I them, love that don't let so those much. negative thoughts. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's pretty, I mean, you just kind of push them aside, right. And then just pull yeah. in the, the thoughts that you've already created ahead of time. Right. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. sense to, you know, you're describing what I love so much about intention setting, because if we don't set intentions, then well, our brain will just kind of take over and, and default back to old patterns and habits that we might have had that are not necessarily going to serve us. And certainly not if we're out in a 
you know, 13.1 mile race, because as you said, two and a half hours <laughs> can be a lot of thoughts that are going on. And it's, but yeah, you, know, you can just imagine in the uphills and whatnot. And so intention setting is so powerful. And I love how you even include the visualization and, and see yourself in the moment and how you want it to feel and how you want to feel in that moment and create your your mantras ahead of time. So you have those. And those are things we can all do, right? I mean, we can all do these things. Just put, I mean, if we're going to spend nine or not 90 minutes, but if we're going to spend, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, depending on the length of the run, why not take the five minutes or 10 minutes ahead of time and just set ourselves up for so much more success, right? Because how would you describe the experience now, not necessarily only when you run, but how would you describe running as an experience now, as opposed to what it used to be? I look forward to it. I say to my friends and family that it's my quiet time. It's Mm -hmm. my meditation. It's my me time. It's the thing that I love that I get to do and enjoy the most. So when I'm training, so right now I'm training for that full my family knows what my plans are. So they know that mom's going to be gone on Saturdays, but this is, this is for her. This is for her to do, to feel that, that sense of joy and happiness when I'm out there. And when I come home, my family knows I'm much happier after that run. Whereas, you know, when I think back to 2020, if I would miss a training run, it would be awful. It would be awful if I missed a training run, but also I didn't feel great even after a training run because I wasn't taking care of myself. So now this is my enjoyment. This is what I love to do. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it really sounds like you made a big switch or shift from using it just strictly as a tool to actually embodying the experience. Right. Yeah. And it's part of you. And also you touch on something that I think is so important because I think you know, especially as women and especially as moms, you know, it's, it's always a little bit of a give and take when it comes to what we have time for. And being a distance runner, you do commit quite a bit of time, you know, away from family and on the road, but it sounds like you have made peace with that in a really beautiful way to where it serves everybody, right? Because as moms, we're always trying to cater only to other people, even in our family. Well, then if we don't take care of ourselves first, we can't really take care of the ones we love, right? So true. And, you know, I did not think my family would love sitting on the side of a road for two hours cheering me on. They have <laughs> so much fun. I'm like, what do you all do? I'm just curious because with my full marathon last October, they met with me mile 17, mile 20, and mile 23. So they were driving to meet me at those spots but they have so much fun and they just love it when I run by and get to see me at the finish line. So they're a part of that journey too. That's incredible. What a role model you get to be as a mom for your daughter, right? So that's part of my why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By example, tell us your why I should have asked. I should have asked that (laughs) lead by example is obviously part of it. (laughs) Yes. My why is really why do I run? I want to lead by example for my 13 year old to just show her that no matter what life throws at you, whether it's a hill, a valley, you're faced with that and you can lead into so much growth as a person and as a human and just lead with kindness, lead with gratefulness, 
but my why is really just to lead by example for her. That's a good one. That's awesome. I like that. So what attracted you to the podcast? You know, it was like divine timing when I found the podcast and the train for half marathon group, I'm saying spring of 2021. I don't know the exact month, but it was around Mm -hmm. that time that I joined the train for half marathon group. And I was going through this resilience series workshop with my company. And at that time, I just found so much value in the content shared in the group with folks sharing about their journeys and sharing about their runs and what they were focusing on that it led me to the podcast. And the podcast was one that I would just, I would dip in here and there and listen to a a series when I had a time, but I have now listened to, I believe all of them. And now I'm on repeat because (laughs) I'll just go back and listen to one like strategic joy. Uh, It just very good. Going back and reflecting back on some of those early podcasts, it also led me to read the book, Let Your Mind Run. Yes. Loved that book. That's what led me to the book. So I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And we even, I named a more of a coaching mastermind I do for some of the people that have been in my runner's mind. We call it strategic joy. We're intentionally, deliberately creating strategic joy in all areas of our life, but starting with running. So yeah, (laughs) I love that title so much. It's totally Dina Casters, but (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) So fitting. It's so fitting. So that's so good. So if you had to kind of put a couple of words on what is a podcast Todd you just for people that maybe haven't really listened as much. Oh my goodness. There's a lot in the podcast that I've learned, you know, our mind is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we can get so caught up in the day to day that we don't realize where we're placing our intentions or placing our thoughts. And when we feed the mind, right. With the right nutrition and thoughts, if you will, we get more out of life. We really create the path that we want to be on. So it's taught me how to use mantras and how to use those positive thoughts that will serve me while running. It's also, I focused more on form in the last, say, four or five weeks, my running form and my breath work than I have in prior training plans from the podcast and from what you share with us. Awesome. Um, To find that joy. So strategic Mm. joy, find the joy in those running moments. There's good, there's not so good, but find the joy in those moments. So there's, there's just been so much that I've been able to, to learn throughout each podcast about myself too. Right imposter syndrome, one of her, your more recent ones was one I truly relate to. At times I think I wasn't born a runner. I wasn't a runner in high school. And, you know, I start to run in my thirties and I dedicate all this time. You know, some folks are just like, Oh, you're running again. (laughs) I am. This is my thing. Don't you have a life? (laughs) (laughs) So there's just so much that you can learn about yourself and about mindfulness and about intention. That's so awesome. I love that. And I love that you're, yeah, you know, just feed the mind, right? I love that, that phrase so much. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And that whole, you know, the imposter syndrome that you're mentioning to really resonates because like 
like you, I was never the athlete either growing up ever at all. And so it is this evolution that we're experiencing, I think, as we're taking on running and maybe at a later age, right? And becoming really passionate about it, that we're kind of creating a new identity a little bit as a mm -hmm. runner, right? Because running becomes so important for us, right? And yes. so actually, I think it would be a good segue into asking you, it's a quote I love so much, and I know you've heard it before from the group, but it's by Ambie Burfoot. He says, as we run, we become. What does that mean to you? There's a journey, right? <laughs> you're on this journey when you're running and you're finding yourself. So as you run, you become, who is it that you want to become? That is so well said. I love that. Awesome. So incredible. So it sounds like there's such a spillover effect in your life. That was my last question to you. In your life from running, do you want to just touch on that real quick? The spillover effect you see from running into other areas of your life. So you the you're gaining. The one part that I see this impact most is in my parenting style. So hmm. positive thoughts and intention oh. is something that I talk a lot about with my 13 year old that, you know, kind of get that look like here goes mom on this positive <laughs> energy, positive thoughts <laughs> rant, but it's something that I intentionally share with my daughter of those thoughts are what consume you and what makes that path. Do you want that path to be riddled with potholes or do you want that path to be something relatively smooth with a couple hills and valleys? So positive thoughts, positive intention is really a big thing that's spilled over into my parenting style. That is a great benefit for yes. all of us. Well, no, and I think that is beautiful that it's spilling into that because you're impacting another human being, right? And so that's what I think is so powerful about running also that as we, when we're intentional about it, as we ourselves become happier human beings, it impacts those people around us also, right? So yeah. that was really beautifully said. And I can totally relate. I have a 13 and a almost 17 year old who also will look at me and say, yeah, mindset, whatever, mom, yeah. you don't really believe in that. <laughs> but like you, I'm very intentional about, you know, continually infuse my conversation with it because you're still role modeling and you know, down the road that it will rub off, right? There will be impact. Oh yeah. So I believe Absolutely. that. Well, this has been an amazing conversation, Andrea. I appreciate it so much. Thank you Thank so much you. for being on. So I can't wait for this to come out and for everybody to listen to it. So any last comments or questions before we sign off? I just want to say thank you to you for allowing me to join in on your podcast and to all the listeners, please keep tuning in and sharing how you're finding joy, what mantras are supporting your running. I look forward to reading about them. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Thank you. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.